coming to you live in the Chamber of Haunters studio. This is Haunting You. I am your host, Leslie Reed. And I'm Keone Hutton. John is missing today with prior obligations, but that's okay because we'll get his input on everything at some later point and harass him in the process. John is lame. Actually, no, that's not totally true. I mean, okay, John is lame, but that's not really his fault today. John's no. employer is lame. Yes. We're not going to state any names here because we don't want to get him in trouble or anything. But come on, guys, really? He's got podcasting to do. Priorities. Yes. Much, much, much bigger priority. <laughs> Rather than the job that, you know, pays him. And Details. Him, you know, I mean, are, are you suggesting we do not pay him? I mean, he gets pizza and beer. Well, he would he gets, get beer if he would drink beer. That, that's true. He, he gets pizza. He gets pizza. Exactly. There you go. Out of beer. <laughs> well, welcome back, everyone, to the Haunting You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been just a, a very exciting time for us here at the Haunting You podcast because uh, if you listen to episode 60, you heard how uh, we were basically offered to build a haunt for the Coast Guard. I don't, I don't know if I want to say the actual name of the base. We were offered to build a haunted house um, in support of the Coast Guard base that you were stationed at and boost their harvest morale festival. for their harvest festival. Exactly, exactly. So we got a little bit more detail on what they want. Our pitch that we came up with from episode 60 was successful. And now we actually are able to start planning a little bit. They <laughs> have, have to produce something. Now Ooh. we have to produce something. Exactly. So <laughs> it's time to start diving into the Haunting You method and putting it together because it is August 17th and we are... Officially out of time. Two months and two weeks from opening. Let's get to work. <laughs> so again, if you're wondering how can you plan and put together a haunted house, because you just realized it's the middle of August and you don't know what you're doing, but you really want to haunt your house. It's not too late. Have, it's not too late. And we will show you how. <laughs> Follow along the next few episodes because we're going to show you exactly how we throw together a haunt in the better part of eight weeks. Again. <laughs> again. Eventually, we'll actually have this planned out <laughs> effectively in advance for more than eight weeks. That's, but that's not, no fun. Not, Come no, on. No, no. no. This, is, this is way more entertaining. This, this is haunting at its finest. <laughs> exactly. So they ultimately asked us to do a haunted ship, which is very exciting because I absolutely loved doing the haunted ship up in Astoria, Oregon. We had some 1,500 people come out over three days. It was... Honestly, if you ever have the opportunity to haunt a ship, take it. <laughs> I don't have to build walls. I don't have to build ceiling. I have complete and utter control over my environment because it's all sealed anyway. There is electricity everywhere. There is compressed air everywhere. There is like... Higher suppression systems. And there's a built-in Yeah, seriously. Like it is the absolute ideal situation for a haunter. And I am so excited to have that opportunity again. There's just one catch. Nobody's told Captain yet. <laughs> <laughs> Minor details. So Captain is off. He is uh, on temporary duty right now. So he has not been on board well for most of the time that this has been coming together. So when he gets back at the end of this week, we need to pitch it to him and get him on board. My my immediate supervisor, the executive officer, second command, he is on board. So we just need to get the CEO on board, and then we are we're good. We can we can make this happen. So, Captain is an engineer, and I'll be honest with you, I'm an engineer, and 
I love working for people who are not engineers because when I'm the chief engineer of the ship, that's my job. I have, you know, complete control over my domain. And when the captain is not an engineer, he has really no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And so he left me alone. That was, that's what happened on, <laughs> on my last ship here. My captain is an engineer as well. He's a former chief engineer. He knows exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. He is extremely detail oriented. I love working for him. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. Exactly. I love working for him. Let me, let me be very clear on that. He's an awesome guy to work for, but he is extremely detail-oriented. And so we need to be able to present him with answers to all of those detail-oriented questions in order to get him to back this. Luckily, we're good at this. Luckily, we're good at this. And we also, uh, I also am very detail-oriented and Leslie is very detail-oriented. And so we should have no problem, right? We should be good. Fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. We'll make this work again. <laughs> again. We've been requested to do this. We will do this. I will orchestrate and puppeteer from, you know, not local. Dance, puppets, dance. <laughs> dance, puppets. You <laughs> really need to find a, a puppet. A marionette? I have a puppet yes. right here. Right, there's, I need a there's a puppet. I need a marionette. Yeah, I need okay. to learn how to You're make a marionette. About sticks. Yes, I know sticks. But like, Lots of sticks. <laughs> Hi, we're back, back on course. <laughs> we're back. So what we are going to be doing today is the first step of the Haunting You Method. And where does the Haunting You Method start every single time? Storyline. Storyline. So we, we need, need to, to know come... what you are telling before we can tell you how to teach you, before you can determine how to tell it. Exactly. We need... that, was, that was very eloquent. And I'm putting that on the website. That was glorious. <laughs> so we today need to come up with a storyline. So that's that's where we're going to start. We're going to uh, let's let's get started. We so our last haunted ship storyline just to review. And if you want, go back to all the way to episode 16 because that was where we brainstormed the storyline. Seriously, line. that long ago? I know, right? We're going yeah. from 16 to 62. <laughs> or I guess this is 61. 61. Well, technically 62. We did lose that one episode. We're not talking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the storyline for our last ship went like this. Well, on patrol off the eastern coast of Florida in 1969, the newly commissioned Coast Guard Cutter Alert vanished into the Bermuda Triangle. She was never found. 49 years later, Coast Guard Sector Columbia River received a distress call off the coast of Astoria, Oregon. The responding vessels discovered the miraculous appearance of the missing cutter drifting with intermittent power. The derelict was towed to the 17th Street Pier and the few survivors taken to the Columbia Memorial Hospital. Witnesses claimed the survivors were in a state of shock, mumbling incoherently about their experience. Investigators who boarded the ship were never heard from again. The cutter was locked up until a new crew could be brought on board to return the ship to operational status. And that worked beautifully with Alert because she really was 50 years old. I guess she was 49 at the time, mm -hmm. but it, it had a long and proud history that we could draw upon to help us develop that storyline. And let us run in all kinds of crazy directions. We had Kraken attacks and uh, other sea monsters. We had ghosts. It, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. This ship is brand freaking new. It has very little history. It was commissioned in 2010. So it has been in the Coast Guard legitimately as long as I have. I also commissioned in 2010. And... And I joined in 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm Five years of schooling that don't count toward anything useful. Right. And then, yeah. And then I commissioned. I commissioned in 2010. I was like, wait, right. no, he graduated. 
right. Graduation is your commissioning. Right. I remember exactly. how this works as a civilian. That's right. I know these things. You were there. Anyway. graduation? No. You were not there. John was there. John was at your John graduation. was there. That's right. The only time I've gotten him out of the, out of the state. <laughs> we'll keep practicing. We'll keep practicing. Anyway, so the ship is not that old. So trying to do like a historical storyline the way we did with Alert, I, I don't think it would work quite as well. So we're going to have to do something else. Hmm. <laughs> and now, because, now, comes, now comes the boring part of the podcast where we sit here trying to figure out what we're going to do. You took away my history. <laughs> what do I do with it now? <laughs> I was going to do something. I was, I was freaking going to do something with um, Alcatraz. Oh, that would be awesome. I was going to totally do something with Alcatraz. <laughs> That's not to say we couldn't do something with Alcatraz. No, we are, you know, because we're in San Francisco Bay. Well, that's exactly why I wanted to do something with Alcatraz. <laughs> well, Make it relevant to your local area. Yeah. And dragging in local history is is very important. And that's not to say that like the Coast Guard base has been on this island since World War II. So the base has a lot of history. There's no reason we couldn't grab like characters from the base's history that have invaded the new cutters. Something like that. Alcatraz, Alcatraz, Alcatraz. Always Alcatraz. You and Alcatraz. <laughs> oh, we need to have sea lions because they invade everything that floats. So when I had a previous <laughs> job, I was supporting <laughs> Coast Guard boats. A boat is anything less than 65 feet in length. and Anything bigger than that is a cutter. So we got a picture from one of the stations in the vicinity of San Francisco. I forget which one, but was talking about how their... Uh, boat was moving very sluggishly uh, and felt like it was hauling around an extra thousand pounds. And then they sent us a picture and there was a sea lion up on, like had come up to take a nap on the back of the boat just while it was sitting there at the pier. They sent us a picture of that. So yes, sea lions evade everything. That, that's where I'm going with the story. <laughs> if it floats, they will invade it. <laughs> so we need Alcatraz, sea lions. What else do we need? We need ghosts. We always need ghosts. Yes. So ghosts, definitely. So I'm, t- I love, I still like the, the derelict part of the alert storyline. Mm-hmm. Like something happens to the ship. We're out doing, you know, we're out for a shakedown cruise in San Francisco Bay. Something happens and uh, the, the ship has to be towed back, which honestly is not far off of the <laughs> current say, condition. Um... <laughs> it might hit a little close to home for some of the crew. <laughs> it's okay. We'll make it entertaining. <laughs> but like... We'll make it not their fault? It is definitely not their fault. Oh, well, we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like something like that could totally work. So I think that and, you know, playing in with the, especially with San Francisco and the Bay Area, um, fog. Fog. Fog is fog is important. And just kind of that lost in the fog, fog moves out, ship is stranded, needs to be towed back in, unclear of what happened. <laughs> I like where this is going. Oh. But something happened in the fog. And something, yeah, a la, what is it? Stephen King's The Mist. Uh-huh. Stephen King's oh, the Mist. Oh God, I hate that story. Like, <laughs> did you see the movie? I I know the storyline. Worst movie ending ever all i'm gonna say about it no spoilers <laughs> <laughs> well it's um, been out long enough at this point it's like saying no uh, spoilers for star wars 
No spoilers. Well, I'm routine patrol off of San Francisco. The Coast Guard cutter Weishi encountered a thick fog. No, it was lost. The Coast Guard cutter Weishi was lost in a, or became lost in a thick Unnatural fog. fog. Yeah, and an I mean, unnatural fog in, in, in the Bay Area is, you know, par for the course. Indeed. Became lost in an unnatural fog. When she reappeared three days later, the ship had run aground on Alcatraz and had to be towed back to Coast Guard Island. Yeah, because that's because it's actually very, very difficult to um, get stuck on Alcatraz because the currents are so fast. So that's a weird, weird thing anyway. So. Don't, no one is going to analyze it that much. I do. <laughs> the Coast Guard is not going to analyze it. Oh, wait. <laughs> I would. I would be concerned if they weren't sitting here going, hey, <laughs> currents around Alcatraz don't accommodate this. This must be a very unnatural fog. There was, there was nothing about the, it was nothing natural about this. <laughs> if I'm going to do something, you know, supernatural i'm gonna make it at least have an explanation for all of the <laughs> unfun people who are like but that's not how it works yeah i'm okay with it <laughs> so i uh, had to, so ran aground on alcatraz had to be towed back to coast guard islands crew was found no half the crew was found half the crew was found half the crew was found i'm sticking with mumbling incoherently and it's yeah mumbling or in a state of delirium Ooh, that's fancy words in a state of delirium. You're writing the press releases for this one, by the way. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you use fancy words like delirium. That's half the crew was found in a state of delirium, while the other half was nowhere to be seen. No, no, no. Well, the other half was missing and presumed a wall. Yeah. Absent without leave for those non-military types. It means you didn't show up and you didn't have permission to not show up. Exactly. It's exactly what it means. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I can use fancy words and I can make things very, very straightforward. Indeed. And you're, you're very good at it. <laughs> uh, so missing and presumed AWOL. Where, so what are we doing with the ship now that it's, it's back? Okay. So the crew that remains. The crew that remains. Taken aside for debriefing. We're taken for debriefing. You have to eat that right here. It's really stinky. That's what she said. Yeah. The crew that remained were taken for debriefing and spoke of uh, and ranted about, ranted incoherently. Mm, ranted about monsters in the mist. About mo- <laughs> I like that. Monsters in the mist. Ranted incoherently about monsters in the mist. A new crew was brought on board to assess the damage. No, the new crew mm-hmm. was brought on board to assess the damage and ascertain. That was brought on board to assess the damage and ascertain um, what had happened to the ship in those in those three days, as the records were damaged or lost or non-existent. New crew that was brought on board to assess the damage and uh, investigate the missing three days vanished without a trace. Yep. 
the ship was locked up until a investigation could be safely mounted. Well, on routine patrol off of San Francisco, the Coast Guard cutter Weishi became lost in an unnatural fog. When she reappeared three days later, the ship had run aground on Alcatraz Island and had to be towed back to Coast Guard Island. Half the crew was found in a state of delirium, while the other half was missing and presumed AWOL. The crew that remained were taken for debriefing and ranted incoherently about monsters in the mist. The new crew that was brought on board to assess the damage and investigate the missing three days vanished without a trace. The ship was locked up until an investigation could be safely mounted. I think it's a good start. Yeah. We, we may end up playing with it a little bit, but it leaves us a lot of flexibility to have both some supernatural elements, some natural elements. You've got a lot of, you know, just, I mean, the sea life in the Bay Area alone is rich and amazing. Yeah, no kidding. Really delicious. Damn it, now I want seafood. Oh, you can always have some more seafood later. I want seafood down there. Okay, so that, I think that's a pretty good um, start I think it for... a start because, again, we can, we can pull in Alcatraz history, we can pull in Coast Guard Island history, we can pull in just some generic Bay Area history. And shipboard life as and well. Like, mm-hmm. I have a great idea of like setting a room on fire and having a team battling the blaze as people go by. Like, that sounds fun. I won't say no. I certainly will not be the person to say no to that. It's not real fire. <laughs> I can do fancy things with lots of, with lights and fog yeah. machines. Okay, so we we have the base of our storyline, and again, the, we're not doing our fi- you know this is not our final storyline. We have the better part of eight weeks to refine and and work on it. This the real goal of what we're doing today is convince Captain to let us do it. Well, and to flesh out, because we have a storyline now, we can flesh out, okay, what's going to be our big monsters? What's going to be our small monsters? How many ghosts do we have? What ghosts do we want to do? And what all of this will lead to is how many people do we need to execute? Yes. And by execute, we mean complete the task, not actually execute. Not that. Indeed. Indeed. So once again, very similar to alerts, we will have a, uh, a brow set up to bring people onto the flight deck. So things are going to be kicking off on the flight deck. And I think what I really want to do, so we, we controlled people coming onto alert um, through that brow. And we had the queue line basically running down the pier. And then me, because I rolled my ankle trying to set up for the haunted ship. <laughs> you did a little bit more than just pull your ankle. It, it was a class two sprain for those who understand what that means. <laughs> and so I was not allowed on the ship. So I was controlling the flow of people on. And I think what I really want to do is use Mortimer to welcome people onto the ship. I'll give him a Coast Guard hat. Oh, so he definitely needs a better hat now. He needs a Coast Guard hat. And I want to give him like, actually, if I could find like a tri-corner or uh, like um, mm. the pointy naval hat. That, mm-hmm. that would be kind of cool. The tri-corn. I don't want the tri-corn. I want the, the pointy one forward oh, and back. Oh, the master and commander. Like a mas- yes, like the master and commander hat. You want I don't know what it's called. With the plume. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what you're talking about. You're on it, Les. I'm Googling. So I'm totally thinking we should, re- we can change out some of Mortimer's uh, preset sounds so that whoever is there welcoming him, he can talk about, you know, welcome to the haunted ship um, and go through 
the um, the safety brief in a fun and unusual way. I think that would be more fun than me out there saying it. Hopefully four I will not roll my ankle this time. It's the four, four and a half hat. Yes. It's a four and a half hat. That's absolutely right. How much do they cost? Um, I don't think I want to know the answer to that. So the first place we're going to talk about is the brow where a, a lone survivor welcomes the guests on board and presents the backstory. I mean, an original one would be like 400 bucks. That's a little much. We don't have that kind of budget. Well, that's literally an original. Yeah. And I, I understand. <laughs> we don't need that. No, no replicas. No, replicas we don't need there. that. Okay. So that will bring people onto the flight deck and the flight deck is just a big, wide, open space. It is open to the air. So whether this is day or night, we'll, we'll kind of change what we're able to do up there. But really, I don't anticipate much happening on the flight deck. It's really more about getting them into, into the ship. They're also called a bicorn hat. Good to know. So people will transverse from the flight deck into the hangar. The hangar is exactly what it sounds like. It is where the uh, helicopters go for maintenance and, and such like that. So it is a gigantic dark room that we can completely control the environment in. I don't know. And, and I, I want to throw it out there like less. We need to do something kind of special here because it's a giant dark room that we can have complete control over. Right now, I'm also having to shrink my thought process from doing this for three days to this is a one, one day, day. For kids and families. That's okay. That's okay. Throw stuff out and we can, when we can tailor. I want to turn it into a giant aquarium with a great white shark. Like not like an aquarium aquarium, but like the sea has suddenly ended up in this room and you have to try and navigate through it. And there's a great white shark. Hold that thought. I want to put it somewhere else. Okay. But I love that as an idea. I have I have a place for that. Okay. Well, I, so my big concern here is we're way high above the waterline, and people just came on the ship, so they know how high above the waterline they are. Now I'm picking apart the people who are thinking like you're talking about currents. <laughs> I'm talking about waterline height. Anyway, <laughs> so pe- okay. they're going to come into the hangar. That's why we not- need to, to, to not get us hung up on the detail. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, let's let's keep moving on. But big open space, we need to do something. So we have we have an opening. From there, they will go into the ship down to the mess deck. And the mess deck is where the crew eats, uh, crew takes their meals. And more than that, on this ship, the mess deck is also the uh, emergency surgery for um, for battle conditions. So if, you know, people get injured, they, they will go to, or they will be taken to the mess deck and that's where they will be worked on. So it's a larger staging area than trying it, to cram everybody who's getting injured into the infirmary. Right. We had it previously or on alert. It was in the wardroom here. It's on the mess deck. And so it's already got uh, special lighting set up for this. So I really want to capitalize on that. So they'll come into the, into the mess deck. There's a bunch of tables set up. My thought is to have a number of skeletons like sitting at uh, sitting at the tables, dressed up in Coast Guard uniforms, uh, like they're eating their meals. And then on the end, we have uh, patients being worked on. So very similar to what we did with the alert. 
Yeah, exactly. Except or, in, in, in the mess in, on the mess deck instead of in the wardroom. Exactly. So we we have uh, both dead crew members who were caught in their last meal, as well as uh, other crew members who are being worked on right now. So, do we, so I mean, we did it. We did a time bifurcation for the alert. Uh huh. We did. Do we want to have anything like that? I mean, I, obviously with the I ghosts, mean, I want to bring in some of that historical, but with the actual crew, I don't really want to do a time bifurcation. I, I, I agree completely. Like, I think we have, if, if there's any, uh, I'm going to say monsters, characters from a previous time, it's things that we picked up while beached on Alcatraz, so, you know, something, right. something like that. So we have skeletons dressed in uniform, caught enjoying their last meal a crew member is undergoing surgery and i just bought two pounds of intestines from from cfx silicone intestines that yep. are just an absolute joy to play with and they're going say, how much fun have your children had with those oh not as much fun as my dog has had <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll buy that <laughs> but they are they are awesome uh, if you're ever at a convention, listeners, and CCFX there, ask about buying intestines by the pound because they they make a whole show of it. Take them; they have a like scale, like you would have at a butcher, and they pull them out and they're weighing them. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Plus, you get some really cool looking intestines, and they're just awesome. That's fantastic. Okay, so that is uh, onto the mess deck. They go through the mess deck. Here, this is the mess deck over here go through the mess deck to the surgery and then they're heading down the hall now what we have here is lots and lots of hallway the ship is like 418 feet long we are going to be taking them basically the entire length of the ship halfway on one deck they drop down a deck come all the way back the other way and then go back up to the flight deck to leave right how long are you predicting that this is going to take just as, as we start talking throughput? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe. Okay. It, and some will probably take a little bit longer because they have to go up and down some stairs. There are watertight doors that require you to step over like a eight inch high threshold. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it'll probably take some people longer than like it took me just walking it. Cause I'm used to um, how to do that. Those, how to, to, how to do that. Exactly. But, so with that in mind, just thinking ahead and thinking potentia, if we had to cut down the length. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, and I've thought about that. Okay. There are ladders, ladders are what we, what we call stairs on board a ship. There are ladders that are spaced um, basically one in every compartment. And so if we had to shorten it, we just would go down an earlier ladder or come up an earlier ladder as opposed to. All the way the on the ends. Okay. Exactly. Right. So yeah. it, it's, it's very easy to adjust it to to do just that. So but there are some. But there are certain places that I want to get them to because mm-hmm. these rooms would be perfect for right certain scenes. Right. So through this big long corridor, and I'm going to say, whoever designed this ship, um, I have questions oh. for you, sir. <laughs> I have questions. There are no straight lines anywhere that's not exactly what i mean like 
the the corridor that they're going to be walking down, you're going to have to turn several times because it's not a corridor that just runs straight down the center of the ship like every other ship I have been on. It winds back and forth a couple of times. So for a Honda ship, actually kind of works a little effective, bit. Effective, but for a day to day life working, it drives me crazy. Ship, that drives me crazy. Very very inefficient. It's super inefficient. But there are several locations here that I think are ripe for a scare. So. We have uh, like the incinerator room, which I think would be uh, an easy place to, I don't want to put people in the incinerator room, but we could certainly have a fire happening in the incinerator room. Uh, there's an athwart ship's passageway. So athwart ships means it goes from port to starboard across the ship. And so it'd be very easy to have someone popping out of the athwart ship's passageway um, and attacking people from the side as they are walking forward down this mm-hmm. corridor. So uh, a little bit later, we get into, actually, there's another Athwartship's passageway a little further up. This one is a little bit longer. We could have your a hallusion or some other kind of uh, illusion down at the end of the hallway. Just eye candy mm-hmm. as as they're passing by. Yeah. And, uh, but and ul- it, it's sound and lights, exactly. But ultimately, trying to get them all the way forward to the anchor windlass room which is another big space we have like cold weather gear inside uh, just hanging up inside there are lines everywhere lines are ropes on board a ship it's where the chains go it's where the uh, all the machinery to uh, work the anchors is located and and it's a big dark space so perfect location for something to happen Aquarium. Not yet. I don't give me that look. I know. <laughs> Hang on to it. We're coming. We're coming to it. I promise. Because from here, they're going to go down one more deck. That's where I want to put it. <laughs> Stick with me. <laughs> so as they're going through, basically walking all the way forward, we can just. I want to just litter different types of scares throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think definitely, you know, ghosts some sounds, some spark scares, um, some really straightforward jump scares, either with a person, with an animatronic, flashing light. Sally. Sally, you know, things like that. And there are some places in here where it would be safe to have like uh, strobe lights, but there's a lot of like, we need to be a little bit careful on where we're putting strobe lights, really anywhere where there's a tripping hazard. Mm -hmm. We we want to avoid it. Yeah. And there are a lot of tripping hazards on this crazy ass ship okay so walking down the corridor uh we have the athwart ship's passageway near the wardroom we have the athwart ship's passageway near the chief's birthing and then we have more corridor here i forget what all this is oh so this is oh yeah 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 so like right uh uh, at one point, we go by um, this big piece of machinery. It's not really a big piece of machinery, but uh, it's the ac- aqueous film-forming foam machine, AFFF. It's a firefighting machine. So a couple oh, okay. of big pumps, lots of crazy pipes going every which direction, big old tank. And I want to. I have a air animation that is just compressed air. Mm. triggered by a motion sensor and it's like a pipe rupture air just starts blasting at people when they go by Mm -hmm. 
So just set it, you know, nestle yeah. it up in the pipes and they go by and they get blasted by air as, the, as they're going. Yep. So we'll have our pipe rupture. So that's going to be a triple F, forward a triple F station, breast air pipe rupture, the Thorship's passageway and the chief's birthing. We're going to have a ghost hallusion, Thorship's passageway near the wardroom. We will have uh, actor with puppet perhaps. And perhaps in that corridor we were talking about, uh, we could have uh, strobe lights to disorient. All right. And that takes us into anchor windless. Okay. So to summarize what we've got so far, people come in through the hangar. We have a big open space. Not sure what we're going to do there yet, but um, into the hangar. Then they go down to the mess deck. We have skeletons dressed in uniform. They were caught enjoying their last meal. We have a crew member undergoing surgery. They go down a corridor that is filled with strobe lights uh, that disorients them. As they reach the end of that, there's a port ship's passageway where uh, an actor hits them with a scare. They go uh, a little more forward. We have ghost hallusions. We have the compressed air pipe rupture as they go past the AFFF station. And then they go into the anchor windless room. And so my major concern here, it's another big, open, creepy spot, but it's also where they're going to have to go down a ladder. And so I don't want to have a big scare there because they need to be concentrating on safely going down the ladder. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about it while you were filling Layla's water bowl. What about like just cover it in cobwebs, like cover it in spider mm-hmm. webs. Mm-hmm. A spider has taken over. They don't see the spider. They go down into uh, the lower space, also full of spider webs. And as they're coming, mm-hmm. they come off of the ladder and will actually have to turn around and start heading. At this point, they've been heading forward on the ship. They'll oh, need so to they go come, down the they ladder. Come down, they come down the ladder and then. And then turn around. So they're heading aft. That's where we hit them with a the spider. Okay. So they get all the way down and then. Exactly. So they're the off spider. the ladder. They're clear of the ladder and then they get hit with a spider. That's a really Big good idea. ass spider. Yes. That's, 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 I, I like that idea. I'm just also like, but you can make it a trap door spider that we catch them at the top of the stairs. But that's about We don't idea. want that's to catch safe. them at the top. We don't want to catch them at the top of the stairs. <laughs> no, that's not safe. But then it could be a trap door spider. But there's another <laughs> ladder underneath that ladder that's still going down. We could have a trapdoor spider on that ladder. So yes. our actor is on the ladder popping up. Yes. Yes. So anchor windlass uh, completely covered. So they in think they've gotten all the way through webs. to get down the stairs. <gasps> oh, no. No. I had a tub full of cotton spider webs that I left in my attic in Maryland because it wasn't something I was going to need here. <laughs> Anyway, well, let's get more spider webs. Do, 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 do your renters have access to your attic? So you, can I mean, they do, it? but I'm not going to ask them to ship a tub of spider webs. They're a dollar a piece. Come on, I'm like, <laughs> I can pay for that. <sighs> That's annoying. So it's completely covered in spider webs. Yes, go down ladder to the bosun's hole. That's where the bosuns live in the bosun's hole. No, bosun mates are the, uh, the people who are good with like ropes and lines and tying knots and driving boats and, and all of those things. The bosun's whole useful people on boats. So, eh. <laughs> not uh, so, but but I like the Higgs boson particles. So you, you can know where they are and how fast they're going, but not both. I'm going to start making that joke. <laughs> Before we continue down into the bosun's hole, we need to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and then we will continue working out our storyline.
We go down the ladder to the bosun's hole, uh, still full of uh, spider webs. Turn to uh, walk aft and get attacked by a trapdoor spider coming up from the bow thruster room. Okay, so from there, they're continuing to walk aft and are going past uh, the forward repair locker. Repair lockers are where we keep all of the equipment that we need to deal with any kind of casualties on board. Fire, flooding, fornication, less so that last one. The three Fs. (laughs) The look that Leslie's giving me is fantastic. (laughs) I have some questions. (laughs) It's, It's an old joke among... Uh, watchstanders, when you're getting trained, um, you're you know you do rounds of the ship. You're looking for anything that's wrong, and the things that you're looking for primarily are fire and flooding. But you're also looking for people breaking the rules, uh, like fornicating in fan rooms. So you you tell you, you tell sailors to look for the three Fs: fire, flooding, and fornication. <laughs> My question is related to if this is something that's supposed to fix that. <laughs> well, it's full of things like axes. And firefighting gear and extinguishers. And, you know, if you have two people who are getting a little too hot, just hit them with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, I wish you could see Leslie's face. It is spectacular. And in this moment, (laughs) I have some more questions. (laughs) (laughs) So because they're walking through the repair locker, I want at the end of that, I want to have like a room on fire and a couple of people fighting the fire. Yes. I fires. feel like you're gonna I feel like there was gonna be more there. No, no, on fire, just, yes, fire is friend. Fighting the fire in FFEs. Okay. So they are now in the fire nice. is friend. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Leslie's holding up a uh, a Mandalorian and baby and Grogu uh, Funko Pop. So they are continuing down the corridor and and get past the uh, the fire and you can see if they have marshmallows here. Yeah, right. So right here we have uh, another thwart ship's passageway where we need to force them to go down the port side of the ship instead of the starboard. So what I'm thinking is we set up our sparking fence right here. So, you know, it looks like a jail. Okay. We have mm-hmm. uh, the chicken wire and then we can have sparking fence right there. Yep. Uh, so the athwart ship's passageway uh, near Bosun's room, in fact, uh, will have sparking fence effect to sparking fence effect to drive guests down opposite corridor. Cool. But now they are making their way down another big, long passageway. And this, Les, I think is where we have your shark. Okay. We have a number of doors uh, that go into uh, various spaces. So, like, there is a shop for the damage controlmen. There's a shop for the electricians. And I think we could have sharks, like, popping out left and just hitting them from different directions down the corridor. We're going to need multiple sharks. Yes. Many sharks, many, sharks. many sharks. Yes. Yeah, that we could definitely <laughs> do like stuff hanging down like a kelp forest. Ooh, yeah. So um, again, and as they're walking through, um, you, know, you can attach onto the kelp like other sea life. Yeah, corridors taken over by sea life. Uh, sharks attack from DC shop. 
and EM shop. And if we can find, and there's, uh, there's a lounge down there as well, crew lounge. So we can have sharks coming from all kinds of directions. Okay. Yeah, I think shark, if you still have your pool, pool noodles, you could do an octopus. There's no reason Thanks. we couldn't do, yeah, there's no reason we couldn't do uh, um, tentacles. Tentacles, squid, tentacles. octopus, and you've got the giant Pacific, and you've got the Humboldt squids. That, I don't think they're quite up that far, but they might be. They were in Finding Dory. The Humboldts? Isn't that what was living in the shipping container? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, that was unclear if it was a Humboldt or a giant. I don't think giants live that shallow normally. That's the only reason I say that. Yeah. So as they are continuing down the corridor uh, past that, they come to another Athorship's passageway, because there are just many, um, where there's another um, AFFF station. And actually, we've just hit them with big scares already. So we should probably hold off on additional big scares. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, up here, we might need to throw in another pipe rupture. Like a little earlier before this, all the sea creatures, we might need to throw in another pipe rupture. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think having a couple pipe ruptures is a... Is I a agree. Good. And they're super easy to build. In fact, I, if I want more than one, I'm going to have to build another one. And so I may just have to uh, do, a, do a how-to video on that. I think people would appreciate that. Hmm. Anyway, so they're going to continue down the corridor. And what I love about this corridor is now we have a clear view, basically all the way to the back of the ship. They're not going to go that far. They're going to come back up on a ladder well, but they're going to be able to see 30 feet down the ship. And we need to have a hallucin there all the way down the Mm -hmm. corridor. It'll be beautifully lit. They'll be far away. Could we have a couple layered? So what are you thinking? Tell me more. Basically a line of hallusions that get further away or get closer. So you have one ghost that's you know all the way at the end, and then you've got something else that comes in in front of it, and then something else that comes in in front of that. And so you're just alternating these hallusions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where you can pick up some of these, you know, different historical eras uh, for ghosts, and you know you just have them kind of washing in and out um, as you move, as you know, we, they move so, closer. So basically the people are walking forward, the ghosts are kind of walking towards them, but it's a different ghost as it passes by. I like that idea. I'm not sure how I would do it because I would, I would need multiple projectors and I don't know how I could sync them together. I don't know yet, but I'm going to look into it. What if you did... Could you tie them to a motion sensor? So you I set could, up, if I use a sprite. So if you set up three motion sensors, each tied to a different projector. It's it's they, not long enough. It's not long enough. Well, I mean, it could be long enough, but I would have to cut the ghost short. Okay. Because it it would trigger one. They would only be able to see it for, I don't know, five seconds or so before they would have to trigger the next one. The corridor is just not long enough to mm-hmm. uh, for them to walk. But five seconds in a haunt is a lot of time, too. Yeah, I'll have to play with it. That's not a bad idea. So the P-way that goes to uh, have steering, multiple hallusion ghosts triggered by motion sensors. Man, Purgatory Props is going to make a killing off me. <laughs> <laughs> multiple hallusions ghosts triggered by motion sensors. Yeah, that, that, that's what it is. And then they are going up 
um, before they actually get to any of these screens, they will go up to the reefer flats. And that so the reefer flat is where the giant ass industrial size refrigerators are and freezers to, um, you know, for all of our food and things. And I would love to have like a frozen corpse actor coming out of one of these. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a lot of fun. You're giving me a skeptical look. No, I'm thinking. So it'd be fun to do that, but do one of the um, three escapees from Alcatraz. Why three? Well, any one of the three. Oh, three people have escaped from Alcatraz in its well, history. Well, the, the three people, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm caught up. Actually, maybe it'd be kind of fun to have all three as ghosts. Mm-hmm. We put one in the reefer flat coming out of one of the reefers. So escapee from Alcatraz. Where And then where else do we put one? We, I feel like we would have to do one in the hangar. Yeah. Well, now we, we could start with Frank Morris and in the hangar because there's such a big open space. We could do um, the Anglin brothers. So are you saying put two of, basically two of them are mm-hmm. uh, up in the hangar. Mm-hmm. What are their names again? John Anglin and Clarence Anglin. E-N-G-L-I-N, Anglin? A-N-G-L-I-N. A-N-G-L-I-N. Anglin brothers, ghosts. And the first one um, can be Frank Morris. So the, the, you mean the last one? Oh, the last one. Yeah. The last is one Frank, is Frank Morris. Mm-hmm. Okay. We will, you want to, can you tell us a little bit of backstory on the England brothers and Frank Morris? Yes. So they are basically the three who presumably did escape from Alcatraz. Their whereabouts are unknown. It is unclear whether or not they died in the escape attempt in the, waters of the bay whether they did make it to the marine headlands or somewhere else but essentially in june of 1962 the three men escaped from alcatraz they had chipped holes into the back of their um, cell walls which led to passageways that ran between all the cells on the backside, and they made their way up into a an area above all the guards and utilizing um, raincoats, they built rubber raft that they were then able to blow up and were able to escape on that raft into the waters of the bay. And it is unclear as to what the results actually were, <laughs> whether or not they survived or died or drowned. The Mythbusters did a whole episode on it. So I, I'll, I would have, I'll have to go check that out. I'll have to, rec- I have to re- recommend it because they were actually able to make a boat using the materials that the Anglin brothers and Morris had. Um, they did a bunch of simulations. Wait, wait, did all three of these escape at the same time? Yes. Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah, it, it was all at the same time. Like it was, yeah. it was a joint escape between the three of them. And there was a fourth person, Alan West, who was going to be joining them, but um, circumstances prevented that. But yeah, the Mythbusters also did an examination of the title patterns that would have been in play that on the night of their escape to attempt to determine whether or not they would have been immediately swept out out of the bay or whether or not they could have potentially made it to the moon headlands or somewhere else. <laughs> cool. I like it. That's a, that's a good story to draw from. Okay. So that gets us. Uh, so they're up to the reefer flat. Reefer flat takes them out onto the fantail. The fantail is where we have um, the boats. We have a big old, a big old stern ramp that the boat sits in. 
it's getting worked on this import, so I'm not sure if we'll be able to have a boat in it. If we can, I see that as another really cool opportunity to have like skeletons doing things. No, no real scare there. Cause again, we're coming up to a spot where they're going to be going up a ladder and I need them focused and there's a lot of hazards back there. So I need them focused on that. So cool scene, something we could do, but I don't yeah. want and I think uh, that's anything another more. Thing that we want to, you know, definitely keep in mind as we're building this is creating more scenes and fewer scares since this is a one day thing and it is for families of um, the base. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So keeping the, keeping the scares and keeping everything a little bit on the kid side rather than kind of having it be what we would usually aim it at, which is your <laughs> point of crab boys. I haven't, I haven't found a place to incorporate Sally yet. She might be one of the uh, authorship passageway mm -hmm. pop out of, of one of those. I think that or potentially in the mess hall. But we've already got the, the surgery happening there. Distraction? Or just, I mean, the surgery itself isn't really a scare. It's more just a scene. True. So if you wanted to put a scare in there, Sally might be the option. I think Sally is the scare right after that. We have, so that, because that's when they'll go into the, um, the corridor that has strobe lights, they get to the end of that, boom, Sally hits them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Actor with Sally puppets. <laughs> yep. Love it. Okay, cool. So from there, we are back onto the flight deck and they exit and they had a glorious, wonderful time. Huzzah. So I think that's pretty solid. So let's take a look at what we need then to make that happen. We're going to mm -hmm. need someone... Uh, on the brow. Yep. So this is one uh, actor. We're going to need. Do we need someone on the flight deck? I don't think so. No. Because we can. We as long as we have it, you know, properly roped off. Roped people, off. It, we can just signage. We can. It will direct people in. We basically can just set it up where there's just a bunch of detritus. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's the guide of where they're supposed to go. Han Weekly does a great episode on using props to set up your path. And mm. I think this is a perfect opportunity for, and even in the hangar as well, using things blocking the path to get people where they need to be. Mm -hmm. So inside the hangar, we have two actors who are the escapee, the Anglin brothers who escaped from Alcatraz. And honestly, uh, just having them arguing with each other about the, the escape would be hilarious. That would be pretty funny. So again, taking this, like they're dressed up as ghosts, they're having an argument and then maybe at some point you know they they turn and they address um the the guests going through or because we have two brothers in there we have like one brother who's talking to the people he's a distraction and then we have the other one pop up as a jump that's another option too we have some options in the hangar we, we have some options there so people, the guests will go from there down into the mess deck where they will see all of these skeletons dressed in uniform. Uh, they were caught enjoying their last meal, still stuck there at the tables. And another crew member is undergoing surgery uh, down on the end. They'll enter a corridor uh, that is filled with strobe lights, meant to disorient them, not that they know that. And at the end, uh, we see a crew member being attacked by Sally, the zombie. Not clear that she's a zombie. We can dress her up however we need to. Patient, for, she's actually, she's a, she's psych ward Sally. So she's dressed up already as a patient mm -hmm. um, could have gone on from Alcatraz again. Mm -hmm. yep. But so we have a crew member who's being attacked by Sally. 
They go down the passageway. We see a couple of ghosts. They go past the HFLF station where a pipe ruptures and compressed air starts spraying at them. We have uh, into the anchor windlass room that is completely covered in spider webs. They go down the ladder into the bosun's hole, still full of spider webs, turn around to walk aft, and they get attacked by a trapdoor spider, uh, scaring them forward, always scaring forward. Yes. Um, they come into the repair locker where uh, a room is on fire and the crew, there's a crew in there fighting, actively fighting the fire. You need to get out of here. The whole ship's going burning to the ground or burning to the water line. Um, they go down on the engineering. Um, they keep going aft now, uh, come up to the next authorities passageway where there is uh, the brig. And then there's a the sparking fence effect and someone inside. So we need uh, an act. I forgot that we were keeping track of actors here. So we need one actor for that. We need an actor for the spider, which is actually or, good because there is a trapdoor spider to be found in California. Excellent. So we need two actors in repair in the repair locker fighting the fire. Uh, we need one actor who is acting as a spider. And actually, just because we have, we might need two actors. We need two people there. Have mm-hmm. one, uh, just keeping an eye on people as they're coming down the ladder uh, yeah. for safety reasons. And then we have a separate one who delivers the scare. Uh, Halusion, we don't need anyone, but the Sally Puppet, we will need an actor. Okay. I sent you a link of the trapdoor spider that lives in Thank California. you. Okay, so down the engineering corridor now, we have people uh, getting attacked by sea life. So we could have up to three actors here because uh, there are three doors in my mind that would have that stuff could be popping out of. Okay. Exactly. Doors uh, will open in. The doors open within, yes. Okay. It, like not into the corridor, into the yeah, room. In, yeah, that's what I'm talking Into the room, not into the corridor. Yep, exactly. Okay. There are other doors that open into the corridor. I, I don't want those open for no. that reason. No. Then we, so then uh, heading aft further, we have just a whole bunch of hallusions that will be all automated, nothing special there. And then in the reefer flat, we will need one actor uh, as Frank Morris. Mm-hmm. And then uh, out on the fantail, we just need one actor for safety as they are going up ladders again. And actually, as I say that, at mess deck, we're going to need uh, one actor safety mm-hmm. and probably two actors surgery. Yeah. Okay. So where does that leave us? We need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 people to make it happen. That's, okay. I think that's doable. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I would say 15 to 17 people because we're not doing heavy duty scares. There's definitely places where some of the actors who are doing scares could also double as safety. Um, mm-hmm. again, Absolutely. And, and I mean, everybody not, will be doing Well, safety. everybody doubles as safety, but again, you know, if we're short on people for some reason, um, that's a way that, you know, again, we're, we're not doing. If there's a way that we could trigger, like have the actor who is uh, there with the spider trigger the spider remotely, mm-hmm. then we could eliminate an actor up there if we had to. So that that's in the back of my mind. Yeah. But not knowing what that spider is going to look like. I don't know if that's possible yet. Well, they're supposed to be pretty small and they fold and unfold the door to their burrow. I mean, sure, but it's going to be a larger spider. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I, I, I realize that. Yeah, okay, just checking. 
Uh, also, I have a really fancy fog machine that can shoot fog in any direction. And I think one of my pipe ruptures, rather than being uh, just compressed air, I think will be a blast of fog. <laughs> That'd be cool. And then I'm just going to have to see what other props I brought with me and, and mm-hmm. see what else that we can uh, we can hit this with. Yep. Okay, so I'll dig, dig through that and figure out what resources we need to make that happen, uh, compare that to what I have, and that will let us see what we need to get, which will be an important determine thing for... Budgeting. Exactly, determine budgeting. Is there a budget of some sort? We don't know yet. don't know, okay. Yeah, we don't know yet. We also have not heard back on what props or What's other resources from the, they have already. The exactly. Anything that they, I have a ton like everything that i'm designing is is with something that i know i have mm-hmm. and so anything Our that they're able to provide ex- is just going to just add to make it that have. much better exactly exactly so now that we're we have a general idea of what we're trying to do why would we do this why like we're gonna have to convince the captain why is this a valuable thing to do and I think, you know, with Alert, it was really all about community outreach. We were mm-hmm. um, reaching out to the community, giving them opportunity to come on board the ship, see what the Coast Guard's all about, and um, help build that community Coast Guard relationship that was so key to our success in Astoria. Because we were tied up at a city pier at the Maritime Museum, and people wanted to come on us constantly because they thought we were part of the museum. We were not, for the record. <laughs> Here, it's a little bit different. We're not doing community outreach, like broad community, but we are doing Coast Guard community and building the Coast Guard community here within Alameda. So I'm going to change. I'm going to talk about uh, rather than just playing community outreach, it is really Coast Guard community outreach where um, we will work with the local base to get volunteers uh, to help put on the show. It will be open to the um, to Coast Guard families, to all Coast Guard families from the local area and help build the local community. And of course, give families an opportunity to tour the ship. Yeah, in a fun and engaging way. In a fun and engaging way. If anybody wants to hire Les to help write your pitches, uh, she is an excellent writer. (laughs) Okay, Uh, fundraising. I don't anticipate doing any kind of fundraising here. With Alert, uh, we sold t-shirts and uh, we used that as a morale fundraiser. It, It was complicated. And it was complicated just because of Coast Guard rules. And... I'm not sure we could do that here because this is being managed by the local MWR uh, morale, welfare and recreation department. Uh, The rules are very different. So I don't think we are going to be doing any fundraising. So I'm just going to not talk about that at all. Yeah. Let's leave that off. And I mean, if they ever wanted to do more, you could go tie it up at somewhere else and then turn it into there. Yeah. There's an idea. Except we would have to have (laughs) engines for that. Do, do, do. (laughs) Uh, advertising um the vast majority of advertising is going to come through uh the local mwr because uh as part of their fall festival yeah harvest festival Festival. 
outreach. But we can we provide. will set up a separate Facebook page to um, give specific information about the ship and answer questions ahead of the event. As well as provide any marketing materials specifically related um, that the MWR can use um, in their efforts. Yeah, exactly. And actually, that's a that's a good point. We should totally put together like some flyers that show the ship in a creepy way. Yeah, that they can put out as part of the the harvest yeah. festival marketing. Hey, you know, come come to this. Here's some really cool stuff that we're doing. We have a haunted ship. It got stuck on Alcatraz. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so that I think pretty well flushes out our storyline. So let's let's take a look at the the hunting you method real quick. Within we are you know right at the start in the planning phase, uh, defining goals. I think our goals are pretty well defined for us by uh, the MWR who is putting this on. They are looking for a fun and entertaining venue for uh, Coast Guard families to uh, appreciate during their during their festival, and uh, of course build some sense of community within the local Coast Guard community. And we are helping them do that. We're helping them do that. We're helping them, you know, we're, we're, we are pulling on local history. So there's a moderately educational component. Uh, there's a moderately educational component to this. You know, I did make sure that there's our trapdoor spiders in California. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's something that we could do as well. Like, this isn't something, you know, hey, here's a brief description of the Alcatraz escape uh, more than the Anglin brothers here's information on folding trapdoor spiders like the, yeah these, and these are the aspects that we brought into the haunt that we can you know do really really brief write-ups at. and and in our and in our marketing materials like on the facebook page you know with the haunted ship we did press releases of the ship here's the, sh- the press release when the ship disappeared here's the press release when the ship was discovered here's the press release a few days later when the team that went on board disappeared here we can do press releases of uh, escape from Alcatraz and set up, you know, give some backstory about the Morris brothers or Morris yeah. and the England brothers. And then here's some local flora and fauna, local flora and fauna. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, you know, tying this into, it's not just that, you know, Hey, here's a haunted ship. This is fun, but you know, why not give people a little bit more information in a fun way about the, the area they live in? Yeah. And especially since, you know, all military families, a lot of them are probably new this year and just starting to get to know the area, like my family, for instance. So, so here's some here's some fun things, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so with, with the with all my fishes. With all the fishes. You're gonna have to figure out uh, what creatures live in the area so we uh, keep it keep it local. That's easy. I know, I know. <laughs> I can list them to you right now. Identify the audience is, of course, the next step. We already talked about that uh, previously. It is all Coast Guard families, so we're really expecting uh, anything from young kids all the way up to, of course, adults. And uh, we really want it to be a fun and engaging environment for all of those ages. So again, as we designed the haunt, as you noticed, we focused a lot more on scenes rather than specific scares and keeping everything at 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 a much lighter level. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next step is identify theme. We kind of identified a theme um, in, well, 
it's a Coast Guard ship. It's a nautical theme. I don't know. I, I mean, how would you put it in just a few words, Les? I mean, our theme is it's a lost ship theme. It's a lost ship. Yeah, it's a lost ship theme. That's it. Um, very very uh, similar I mean, to the theme we did on Alert, just so changing it, the storyline. It's, it's our Flying Dutchman. <laughs> yes, it's that, that's that's it. It's the classic Flying Dutchman in flying Dutchman, modern days. But like tied that. to a specific area, a specific community, um, a specific ship, a specific ship, but it's the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, yeah. So from that theme, we developed a backstory. Our backstory is the ship was uh, off the coast of San Francisco, which is known for its fog. It gets lost in an unusually thick fog, crashes aboard Alcatraz, or crashes aboard, crashes into Alcatraz Island, and then uh, all kinds of crazy things happen because of that. That's our backstory. From there, we need to create budgeting, marketing, and a layout. So that is really where our focus is going to be over the next few weeks. Once, of course, I get Captain's go-ahead to continue pursuing this. If I fail to get Captain's go-ahead to continue doing this, then we will go back to the MWR and say, hey, Captain is not on board for all of these reasons. Do you have another location we could do a haunt at? And we will happily uh, work with them that way. Yep. So we have a backup plan as well, but we will be definitely be back to the drawing board if uh, if we don't convince the captain. So hopefully all of the effort that we have put in tonight, and of course, we're still going to be flushing out budget and resources before we go to him. But hopefully all of that effort will help us get there. Yep. So again, the pitch, it's you, 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 you frequently have to do multiples because you're getting approval, especially if you're getting approval uh, on, on any sort of multi-level uh, situation so exactly and and different levels of pitch require different uh, levels of detail that's right that's right now that we are we're having to get with every pitch we have to get a little bit more detailed which just helps us with our planning process mm-hmm. it, it all works so beautifully together yeah because again you're, you're you're building things out you're defining how you're going to use things um and then you're getting that feedback during the pitch process and then you can go back either to the drawing board or say, okay, this is our feedback. We need to do this. This is what will get us get us the approval. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, once we have that approval, then we can start uh, flushing out the plan much more, bring in all the volunteers who want to assist, and then uh, they will help us flush out the storyline even further. So, But that is a topic for another podcast. Yes. Given that you have a whole entire base and base families to draw on for this, I know. I'm I'm really curious you to see might, how many people are interested in doing this. You might need a, a volunteer coordinator. Seriously. <laughs> direct, you know, skill sets in effective manners and especially to control budget. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But again, that is a problem for another podcast. I think we do a, you know, we we've run a little bit long because uh, of all of the um, brainstorming that we were doing and by the time I'm done editing it will probably be back to a about a normal sized episode when I cut out all of the like me talking as I type type stuff yep. hopefully but because it is the first of the month before we go we of course have to slip in the chambers corner <laughs> This Chambers Corner is brought to you by Purgatory Props, your source for haunt electronics at not-so-scary prices. Check them out at purgatoryprops.com or on social media at purgatoryprops. And when you order, make sure you use the code HAUNTINGYOU to get 10% off your order. 
The Haunting You podcast is the official podcast of the Chamber of Haunters. And so since this is the first of the month, we want to give them an opportunity to let us know what is happening in the Chamber of Haunters. So, Mr. Robert Knowlton, president of the Chamber of Haunters, what do you have for us in September? The Chamber of Haunters had a record year in 2022 so far and had a record amount of people join the Chamber at the annual Texas Haunters Convention at the end of July. We are excited to see how our future continues to move forward. As we head into the 2022 haunt season, we know there are many things to consider and prepare for. Many, if not all of us, are in full-on prep mode to get the last bit of things done before the season begins here in a week. Make sure that no matter what you do, that you ensure that the safety of your patrons is first and foremost. Don't give up safety in order to make things better. We can always be safe and have fun at the same time. Know that as the Chamber of Haunters, we are here for you and are here to help. We have partnered with various organizations in order to provide the best opportunities for success, growth, and greater profits for our members. Some of these partnerships include Pro Air Makeup and Effects, Levitt Hospitality and Recreation Service, Ticket Spice, Primal Contacts, Zagone Studios, Standout Advertising, Haunting You, and many others. We have created these partnerships in order to help our members make more money while saving more money, which in turn means making more money. We hope our members will take advantage of these opportunities to grow, learn, and profit from what the Chamber provides. We wish everyone a safe and amazing 2022 haunt season and look forward to hearing how the season has been a success for you. Remember, if you are interested in joining the Chamber of Haunters, visit our website at www.chamberofhaunters.com. Click the Join Today button, choose your membership type, and be sure to use the code HAUNTINGYOU, with just the letter U, to save 50% off your first year of membership with us. We look forward to having you as part of our haunt family. Thank you, Robert. It is always a pleasure to hear from you and from the Chamber, and we are excited for what the 2022 season is going to bring for us as well. Good luck to you. If you are in the area, definitely go check him out at Scream Punk Haunted Attraction. You can find him uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash haunt. But uh, unless you want to do a quick rundown of our social media, and then I think we call it a night. Yes, social media. We have some. (laughs) (laughs) That we do. (laughs) You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash haunting you. Twitter at haunting universe one. And let's see here. Instagram at haunting university. Wonderful. So So helpful when everything's a different name. Yeah, seriously. So, but definitely go check out our social media, especially uh, Instagram and Facebook. That is where we will be posting pictures of all all of the builds as we get our preparations ready for uh, this next haunt. Hopefully, haunted ship twenty twenty two. So, go check our Facebook. Go check out Instagram. Subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube page because there will be plenty of videos coming this season as well. Yes, including uh, some makeup tutorials and hopefully because hopefully, I have my setup is is now in my closet. It's she's nearly done. It's it's been I'm very cool done. watching Leslie's uh creative space come together. I've gotten to play with power tools. Indeed, indeed, which is always a little concerning. I found a machete too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh i think that that about wraps it up yeah i think thank it you does. all for joining us on, on this creative journey we hope that uh, 
seeing our process is helping you uh, work out the process for your own hunts. And of course, go check out our website at hauntingyou.com with just the letter U, where you can find more details about, of course, the Haunting You method, the method that we are using to build this haunt and every haunt that we do, as well as links to every one of our episodes. You can go back and see uh, previous haunts that we built, the process for making Haunted Ship in 2018, Sanguine Creek Estates, and of course, our first 10 episodes, which really dive deep into the Haunting You method itself. So go check it out. Get yourself building. We are, holy moly, how many days are left? I don't even know. Give me a second. I got to pull it up. Not enough. There are now, today is August 17th. There are 74 days left until Halloween. So you are running out of time, everyone. Get your stuff together. Get your builds finalized and get ready for setup because it's coming right around the corner like a freight train. Holy <laughs> there are 74 days left. <laughs> Say things like that because that means I know to the end of the year. Yeah, that too. Oh, anyway, time to get to work. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you for the next Haunting You episode. In the meantime, from all of us here at Haunting You, happy hunting. Bye, <laughs> haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting Univer one that's haunting U-N-I-V-E-R-1. Be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingu.podbean.com.